NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Darian Woods. The Biden administration is putting billions of dollars into technology that will suck carbon out of the air. This is technology that stirs up strong feelings in the climate community, like with former Vice President Al Gore. Uh, These are giant vacuum cleaners that uh, uh, use an awful lot of energy. It's technically feasible. But it's extremely expensive. and Yeah, just uh, stick with it, the medium-sized vacuum cleaners. No, we need giant ones, Darian. <laughs> that is from a TED Talk that Al Gore gave in July. And these giant vacuum cleaners may be expensive, but the administration has committed billions of dollars in funding to this experimental technology. It's all part of its climate industrial policy. So yesterday on the show, we hosted a debate over whether the government should be subsidizing certain sectors in the name of economic growth. And today, we're going to zoom in on one aspect of industrial policy that is front and center, and that is green industrial policy. In other words, climate technology and decarbonizing the economy. So should the government be putting taxpayer money into giant vacuum cleaners? Are they even going to work? We take a closer look at the different bets the government is making to tackle the climate crisis on an industrial scale. And we meet one scientist who's putting this money to work. That's all coming up after the break. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com indicator. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com flagship. This message comes from NPR sponsor American Express. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. There is a metaphor for our climate system that envisions our world as a bathtub filling up with water. The water is carbon emissions. Now, to keep the bathtub from filling up so fast, you can slow the flow of water. But that's not enough. You also need to drain the water. And that's where carbon removal comes in. Grishma Garikoda is a professor in the School of Civil and Environmental Engineering at Cornell University. Whatever CO2 we put into the air or we put into the ocean... We now need to pull that out, molecule by molecule. Now, carbon removal happens naturally through trees. And the Biden administration has said it's going to plant over a billion trees in the next decade. But it's also pouring resources into what's called engineered carbon removal. Yeah, those giant vacuum cleaners we mentioned earlier are part of this effort. The Department of Energy is spending $3.5 billion to build four of these facilities. The first two are with private companies in Texas and Louisiana. The government says these vacuum cleaners could suck up roughly the same amount of carbon as a year's worth of emissions from half a million gas-powered cars. They use an experimental technology called direct air capture. 
the government is also funding other kinds of experiments on how to remove, capture, and store carbon. Grishma at Cornell leads one of these projects. Her team of scientists got $4 million from the Department of Energy to study how to transform carbon dioxide into a solid, basically chalk that can be used in new kinds of construction material. It just started out from sheer scientific curiosity. We got a couple of papers out, and then people started getting interested. They wanted to talk to us a little bit more about it. And then we decided to team up. Those people she teamed up with were from private companies in the concrete industry. That's because the process of making concrete produces a huge amount of emissions. It's one of the manufacturing sectors that the Biden administration wants to decarbonize. Grishma says that in her experience, engineering projects need these kinds of industry partners to become a reality. But of course, she says the other crucial ingredient is government funding, especially early on. That's really important because we actually have to de-risk these solutions in the lab setting. You can't go into full production until you actually demonstrate it. And to take it from proof of concept to a pilot-scale prototype to a full-scale commercial plant takes years. Ideas need funding at the crucial early stages of research and development. And Grishma says there are private investors who will provide that money. But there is a trade-off. Because they're investing in a very risky technology, they'll want uh, simply a larger portion of the business. So then the question becomes, as an inventor, are you ready to part with that piece? So for Grishma, there is another reason why she welcomes government funding other than, you know, it's nice to have money. Well, the government doesn't ask for equity, right? It's a grant. It's a grant. You know, pretty nice. So she works with students from postdocs down to undergraduates and sometimes even high schoolers. Grishma says it's important for the government to invest in this next generation of scientists. So that training is invaluable. And that's where I would say government money is not restricted to only creating the next apple of the world, it's really about workforce training and workforce development. Creating jobs in clean energy and green technology is a major piece of the administration's climate industrial policy. The government says the direct air capture hubs are expected to create almost 5,000 jobs in the states where they're located. But whether these are good jobs or needed jobs, those are tricky questions. We'll have to see whether the administration's ambitious climate projects can fulfill not just their technological potential, but their economic potential. That's according to Jane Flagle. She leads climate policy at Stripe, the payment technology company. She also used to work on climate policy for the White House. It's not going to be enough that these projects work as a technical matter. They need to work as a social matter. They need to be providing high-quality jobs. They need to demonstrate that they can function responsibly without having, you know, polluting impacts on the nearby communities. Um, that kind of, like, overall narrative is in some ways going to be just as important as any technical milestones. And of course, the technical milestones are hugely important, given the scale of the problem, not to mention the costs. And Jane says the government is diversifying its climate bets. It's funding some technology that's ready to build today and other ideas that are more experimental. In her view, that is a healthy approach. Now, I will say, I do think we need to like cultivate a politics that acknowledges that some of this stuff is not going to succeed. Like some of the government investments in clean energy technologies and climate technologies are not going to pan out. And that is actually fine because the government should be taking on more risk 
risk than the private sector would alone. But other environmental policy experts aren't so sure. Some of them are still haunted by the failure of Future Gen, which was a so-called clean coal project that both the George W. Bush and Obama administrations tried to make a reality. It was supposed to be a coal-fired power plant that would trap and store carbon, but it got mothballed in 2015 before ever getting up and running. And when it comes to the new direct air capture hubs in Texas and Louisiana, critics say the facilities give fossil fuel companies a license to just keep operating as usual. And that means more harm for the local communities where these plants are located. El Gore mentioned this in his recent TED Talk. Look, we need to fight climate change, but don't do it by pretending to do it and continue dumping all this pollution on the frontline communities that are downwind from the smokestacks. There's also skepticism about the high costs of direct air capture and whether it can live up to the hype. But in Jane's view, the government should be thinking big. We need to, like, broaden the public imagination of what carbon removal is and could be. Because we just don't yet know what's going to scale to, you know, the multiple gigatons of carbon removal the world is going to need in the next 25 years. Jane says she would like to see a democratically accountable government lead research on technology like solar geoengineering. I mean, you thought giant vacuum cleaners sounded kind of sci-fi? Yeah, it's a very complicated tree, in my view. (laughs) (laughs) The coolest tree? No, you probably think trees can't be improved on anymore. And I kind of agree, actually. But, you know, geoengineering would involve reflecting sunlight back into space, possibly by spraying aerosols into the stratosphere. But for now, it's not an area of climate science that the Biden administration is studying. All right, we'll do the giant vacuum cleaners first and then this weather machine later. Okay, one at a time. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Quasi Lee. It was fact-checked by Brittany Cronin. Our editor is Kate Cannon, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Charles Schwab with its original podcast on investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash on investing or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from the United States Postal Service. Turn shipping to your advantage with USPS Ground Advantage Service. Learn how to gain a competitive edge at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable.